Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome, Welcome to the show. show. I'm Dan Ketchum. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> we never did that before. That's going to sound like <laughs> so. People are like, "What? Oh, my ears!" <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> it's like anti-harmony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a harmonious. <laughs> That's what they when they're like, "Oh, these these harmonious sounds are destroying the world." Hold right, on, right. I got the remedy right, right here. Right, right. <laughs> but I think our listeners should know because they didn't get to see the look on your face. <laughs> it was unplanned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, David started talking and I just jumped in with it. And I, I was, myself, <laughs> was like, what? Uh, it's like a kiki goat. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what we planned. Well, I was going to mention it this morning at the staff meeting. And yeah. then I was talking to one of our interns and he was like, wouldn't it be funnier if you just surprised him with it? <laughs> And so I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Frank, every yeah. time. Every time with every that guy. Time. Yeah. He's always after you. He's always trying to I get know. you. He's like, that's why he's an intern. Right. <laughs> you know? Maybe you'd have a job here <laughs> if you didn't try and keep pulling the rug over my ass, you know? That'd be great if we had <laughs> like I have any sway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, All right. Dude, you ready for some news? I'm ready, baby. We got... We, we, got, got, we, got some we got some news. We got some news and we got some trailers. Definitely have some trailers. But let's start off, start off with talking about the weekend box office. Okay. I don't want to brag, but yeah. did I or did I not? Have I or have I not been saying over the last few weeks that Top Gun is moving its way back up to the number one spot? Mm. So it opened up number one, Jurassic World opened, Lightyear opened, and then I started saying... Top Gun's going to come back to be the number one movie. Which is crazy, because I think historically you said this movie was going to do really bad. I did? Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Thank yeah. you Thank yeah. you for reminding no me problem. that from the beginning, I had total faith in this movie. Right. Oh. Didn't I? Yeah, no, you did. I did. Yeah. No. I you did. Totally. You said that one's going to soar high. And it turns out, sometimes, I know what I'm talking about. Mm. Anyway... Top Gun and Elvis tied for the number one movie. So while we're recording, this is Sunday afternoon, and the projections for the box office are that Elvis and Top Gun both made $30.5 million. A tie. Now, that'll get sorted out by the time Monday comes. Hmm. They will count their nickels and dimes, and one of them will nudge forward, and they'll have the Sunday. Like, that information doesn't count the Sunday grosses. That it, that counts some projections. Now, it's it's pretty reliable. Like, it's not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, Top Gun made 40, or Elvis made 50, or something like that. They're both going to, like, 30.5 is a pretty good projection. So I don't have to get the mud pit ready for these two to wrestle it Don't out. have to get the mud pit ready. Okay. You can, you can keep right. the mud pit on standby, though. Uh, okay. Because here's the thing. I'm predicting, I think, next weekend, it's a clear winner, I think next weekend, Top Gun beats Minions. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is remarkable. This is Top Gun going into its sixth window 
it's sixth frame and going from number one down and then back up to number one. Wow. Because it hits VOD soon too, right? No, not quite. No? Okay. I thought I heard talk about it, but I might have just saying it was coming. Are you talking about Doctor Strange? No, Doctor Strange definitely did. Yeah. 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 And Down Abbey did. Yeah. Now, what's ironic about that, <laughs> the Downton Abbey one, yeah. is that nobody who wants to see Downton Abbey knows how to stream it at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a message this week and it said, Downton Abbey's streaming already, I guess it didn't do too great in the box office. And I was like, well, I think it did pretty well and it's still there. You know, It's still there with a robust schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to hold over 4th of July weekend too, I can tell you that. Nice. Unlike... Um, what was the other title we top were talking gun. about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Go yeah. out while it's on top. Yeah. That's what we so always say. So we might right? as well jump to the last item on the news because I, I put these on separately, but they should have been related. Oh, okay. I can announce here on the show good news and bad news. Oh. Hit me with the bad news. The bad news? Yeah. All show times are 10 p.m. No. That's like the witching hour. Ask me what the good news is. What's the good news? Good news is Top Gun is coming back to IMAX. Hey-o! Hey-o! But you got to stay up late to see it. Mm. Isn't that ridiculous? That, that adrenaline just fly right high. Let me just tell you the week that I had last week. Mm. Every single day I had a knot in my stomach because I was fighting with Universal. I was fighting with IMAX. And I'd like go back to my corner all beat up. Got a bloody nose, cuts above my right eye, and Paramount would like dust me off, wash my face, rub my shoulders, and push me back up into the ring. (laughs) 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 But I mean, it's really frustrating because it's clear to me, clear as day, that Top Gun would be a better choice for IMAX. Yeah, but that's not the that's not the route that. What do they want to put in there? Minions. Minions is going to be in there. Minions will be in there. Kids don't care. Kids don't go to IMAX. I mean, kids go to IMAX, but kids don't go to kids' movies in IMAX. Right. Hmm. So anyway, I was I was kind of disappointed because I wanted a matinee of Top Gun in IMAX, but 10 p.m. is better than nothing. So yeah. we're excited. And, and I think what you do is you just go out to dinner first, you know, yeah. and you make a night of it. Because kids are not seeing 10 p.m. Right. Minions. Absolutely. Right. So this is this is good. This yeah. is good news. Um, it's not the most popular showtime, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday over a holiday weekend, 10 p.m. shows will do some business. Speaking of good news. Yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. Oof. Early reactions, like they're praising the humor, the action. Natalie Portman and a terrifying Christian Bale. So all I'm saying is, like, this is good news. Because mm-hmm. I think... You know, Doctor Strange was good, but a little bit of a not as good as everyone expected. But good. Good. Yeah. Not not downplaying that it wasn't good. But, it was good. But Thor Love and Thunder is like really good. Looking to play out really good. Yeah. Almost like the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear of, on the topic of Batman? Christian Bale has not seen the Batman yet. Oh yeah. I heard is that, that. Is that interesting? Like yeah. at first I was like, What? And then I was like well, like, why would he? I'm shocked at how many, at how many actors don't watch movies. Yeah, don't watch their own movies and other movies in general. Current movies, right? Yeah. Right, they right. They really don't watch like the big current movies. Yeah, and it's surprising. But then at the same time, think about the things that you like 
invest a lot of time in. Right. Like, for instance, I, for years, worked in the gardening, gardening industry. Yeah. No desire to garden on my own. Right. You know? Or even to a lesser degree, I love podcasting. Of course you but do. But people are always like, what podcasts do you listen to? I've got, like, three. I listen to, like, three. Yeah. I don't have like a big list. All right, well, I'm not like constantly searching. I mean, as long as you brought the topic for up, the next greatest top podcast. Yeah. What are your three? My I listened to Oh uh, Yeah, Dude, which is the one that inspired me. What's it called? Uh Yeah, Dude. Okay. It's the 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 show that inspired me to start podcasting. Okay. I listened to uh, the Weekly Planet. Oh right, you told us about that before. Mm-hmm. And I listened to um, the Triforce podcast. Okay. So those are the three that I like. Never miss. And right. I've got like a couple alternate ones that when yeah. they come out, I'll listen to them, but I don't rush to listen to them. Yeah. I let them backlog. Do you think we should refer some of our listeners over to like some other podcast? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Please head over, listen to uh, anything guys. but us. Yeah. Maybe tell them you, can't, you heard from us, right. you know, but it's okay. We understand. All right. So we're feeling pretty good about Thor. Yeah. We're feeling really good about Thor. The, it opens Thursday night, July 7th, which at first I was like, oh, why didn't they open on 4th of July? But now that we're here, mm. I think is so much better, July 7th. Like, get the holiday, get all the non-moviegoers in seeing Minions and Top Gun and Jurassic World. And, yeah. you know, and, and let that clutter, you know, let the dust settle and, and that'll be a big holiday weekend. And then, boom, July 7th. I get the, I do too. the weekend after, after thing, there weekend after it's 4th of July, people are like, well, what am I going to do? Right. What's what's there to do? We did right. everything last week. Right, because on the 4th of July, they're bored, they're looking for something to do, and they're calling for rain. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. There goes our fireworks special. Right. <laughs> you know, the big podcast one we do every right, year. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So anyway, so I feel good about that release date. I'm excited that the early reviews are good, and I'm just digging it. So you remember The Invisible Man? I remember, but I didn't see him. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> he got it. He did it, folks. You didn't think it would happen, but here it did. It Wait, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Nine minutes in. <laughs> ben just spit up his soda. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, he's cleaning himself up. <laughs> All right. Well, according to Deadline, uh, Lee Wanell, which is the director from The Invisible Man, he's in talks to direct The Green Hornet and Kato for Universal. This is Green Hornet and Kato for Universal. Now, last time we got a Green Hornet movie it was Seth Green, right? Seth? Seth Rogan. Rogan. And Jet Li. And it was okay. It was okay. Here's my thing. Is there an audience for the Green Hornet and Kato? Uh, I don't know. No. Like, I feel like they've tried to bring this back like two or three times. Did we, did we know? So you knew that. So this, this was news to me. I didn't know that people were trying to bring back to, to do another Green Hornet. Right. Yeah. And I, it was new. I mean, this is news to me that, that, I mean, this week when I found it, but... I don't understand why, because it seems to fail each. The green, I feel like, I mean, Bruce Lee as Cato was amazing. It was like a TV phenomenon, but I feel like the audience that saw that as a TV phenomenon 
are just mm-hmm. not going to come to the movie for a modern age retelling of it. Right. The whoever is behind this project needs to make it for people who never knew there was a TV show. Yeah. 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 And maybe not call it Green Hornet and Kato. Mm. You know, call it something else and it's a Green Hornet movie. Wink, wink. <laughs> but he did Invisible Man, which was one of those movies that I thought was going to be totally not good and wound up being amazing. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm done. All right. Here's a crazy one. You familiar with Chris Evans? I believe I've heard the name. If I asked you what Marvel character Chris Evans circles. played, what would you say? Well, I wouldn't say Wolverine because that's a Fox. Right. Right. Isn't that a Fox right. title? But it, would, it's all, it is a Marvel character. Well, I let me, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. There are two correct answers. Oh. If, okay, so joking aside. Yeah. If I, Chris Evans, I would and say. And I'm not just talking MCU. Marvel, right. Marvel character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, like I could, this is just my like lack of, a, lack of imagination, but I could see him playing Iron Man. No. First off, do you know who Chris Evans is? Yeah. Okay. Do you know who he played in Marvel? No. Captain America. Chris Evans did? Chris Evans is Captain America. Who am I thinking of? I do not know. I got Chris Evans mixed up with somebody else. I'll give you a hint. All the Chris's are in Marvel movies. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. No, actually, Chris Pine's Gotcha. Got it. But Chris Hemsworth. Chris uh, Rock. Chris Pratt. Chris Rock. I got you again. (laughs) Chris Kringle. Am I going to stand in any of them? I don't know. (laughs) He should be. He should be. (laughs) But Chris Bale is there. Chris Bale? What did he do? Christian Bale's going to be in uh, Gonna be. Gonna be. But he hasn't, right? This is his MCU debut. Yeah. Okay, so... Chris Evans plays Captain America. Yeah, but but he also played the Human Torch in the two Fantastic Four, four movies. Fantastic Fourth. Fantastic Fourth. <laughs> the two Fantastic movies that came out before the last Fantastic Four movie. Okay. So not in the MCU, but he did play the Human Torch. Okay. Uh, now the Russo brothers are there. Like someone asked them, who should play Wolverine? And they said the perfect person to play Wolverine would be Chris Evans. He's got the range, and they think he could do it, and they would want him to play Wolverine. How would you feel if Chris Evans came back to play another character in the MCU? I don't think I would like wasn't it. Wasn't Captain America? Like, are you going to get Robert Downey Jr. to come back and play Captain America? Well, now there's been characters that have people who have played two roles. Made not major roles though. Well, one of them was the main role, and one of them was this, uh, not the. Is it Gemma Chan? Mm-hmm. Was a main character was like one of the big main characters in Eternals, and she was also a sub character in Captain Marvel. Mm. I know, but the thing is, you <laughs> that's different because one of them, the character was a green alien, and the other right. one, the character looked like a human. Right. I don't think that you could do Wolverine and not have people go, that's Chris Evans. Right. You know? So, so what you're saying is you think this is a bad idea. 
I'm not saying that he could. I'm, what I'm saying is, it's a bad idea for the MCU. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Like, could he play Wolverine and be and do a good job? Like, probably, totally. He's jacked. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could he could do it. Should he play Wolverine in the MCU? I don't think right. so. What about Hugh Jackman? Could I don't get think, him to no. play Hugh play Wolverine. No. He'd be a great Wolverine. He would. He is a great Wolverine. <laughs> but I think he's done. Ah. I I want him to be done. Yeah. I want his Wolverine to be his Wolverine. Yeah. Let's have, I think they need to cast a little younger. Ooh. And, uh, well. I would like them to cast somebody we've never heard of. Yeah. Cast younger and then age them up in makeup. Okay. A little right. bit. Because right. Wolverine is, the, is a character who's not supposed to age much over time. And this way, you age him up a little bit with makeup. Ten years down the road, they still look right. relatively the same age. Right. Yeah. I think that's your that's your goal. All right, so we're not on board with Chris Evans, whoever that is. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, clearly, anyone who would know would be you, <laughs> like so. somebody in the movie business, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But not just like a regular theater owner, like no. a theater owner who like has a podcast and yeah, knows about you, movies, right? And is friends with you, yeah. You know, yeah, and has seen like the Marvel movies, right? All of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who wants you to see a lot of movies? Kevin freaking Costner. Do you like westerns? I do. A good west. No, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say yes. I like westerns. Do you like twelve hours of westerns? No. <laughs> I don't like three hours of westerns. With the exception, is one of my all-time favorite movies, *Good, Bad, and the Ugly*, mm. which is all but three hours. Yeah, it is really long, but it's but great. It's worth it. Yeah, because that's when Clint Eastwood says, "It's time that our relationship." ways or something oh shoot i used to know i used to have this quote really dialed in but he's like breaking up with the ugly guy and um the ugly guy goes like um shows him his hands which are tied from having just escaped the noose and clint eastwood goes no 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 no. you remain tied oh that's right he says our partnership has become untied and the ugly guy says you know shows him his rope and clint eastwood says no you remain tied and then the guy says something like, what about the money? And Clean Eastwood says, I'll keep the money. You can have the rope. Because <laughs> the noose is like hanging around his neck. And I had that written on my desk for years. When I worked for the county, I had, a, I had that like on a sticky note. I'll keep the money. You can have the rope. <laughs> and your, your recollection of that, of that quote was just spot on. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Kevin Costner, he's filming a Western called Horizon. Did we know that? I did not know that. Uh, well, here's the thing about this. Yeah. He wants to break it up into four movies mm. that would release like within two to three months of each other. Three months? Yeah. Oh. So he wants it to be like every, you watch one, you come back and, and like it runs its, it mm -hmm, through. Mm -hmm. And when it leaves, the next one comes out and people come back for the rest of the next stage of the story. Now, he also wants to release it as like a six-part miniseries mm -hmm. on television or, or on streaming or whatever, but then he and then but then also he thinks it can be broken down to a twelve-episode show. <sighs> so his plan is to release four movies that then get distributed okay. as a twelve-hour mini, so a twelve-hour show. So it's not concurrent. Well, that unclear. Oh, TBD. Yeah. I mean, clearly it has story beats that can be broken up every two and a half hours. Right, right. Or so. I don't know. Three I was hours. I was on board with this until, I don't know. This 
here's here's I don't like that we're already like negotiating what the streaming's gonna be. Yeah. Like just make a movie. He doesn't want to edit this thing, is what he's basically saying. Yeah. I want to film a twelve hour movie and if you want it any shorter, tough. Yeah. I don't know. I mean that's my first instinct is like, oh, that's not how we do it. But then my second instinct is like, well, that's how new things like come along. Like maybe that's like an interesting thing. Like you, he would have to, the studio that that distributes this would have to, you would have to sign a four contract, a four title like deal, you know, and it would have to be timed. So for example, as you know, I don't always know how many weeks a certain title is going to hold. Now with some titles you get like a, like light years, a Disney title, that's a four week minimum. So you know ahead of time, oh, this is four weeks. But then other titles, like it might play nine weeks, or if it's real crap, it might be a week or two. He would have to, Kevin Costner would have to, like, release the movies, I would suggest, like, every six weeks. So that if it's a success, the first movie can play six weeks, and then the second movie starts. Yeah. But that'll be interesting. So I, I think my first instinct is, like, you know, oh, that's different. Ah. I just... I. I find it hard to believe that there is enough of a following to put out 12 hours of Westerns within like a two to three year span and, and have them be successful. What do you mean following fan base? Yeah. Like a like, market for like it. enough people. Yeah. Market enough. People want to go see Westerns in the theater that you can release four long Westerns in a short period of time. Oh, I would disagree. I would disagree yeah? if it's good. If they're, if they're successful well, at making the pitch, it's gotta be really good. I'm, I mean, say, I'm I, saying one of these westerns is not as exciting as the last one, and it's done. Yeah, that's fair. Right? That's an incredible challenge. Yeah. To that, have yeah. all four be, not, they have to be so intense that you want to, you've got to know it. Yeah. Otherwise, because people will say they love a western, right, and then not go see a western. Yeah. So it's got to be yeah, and actually good. Now we got to remember. Our boy, who I'm not his number one fan, but he did make, um, what was that Western? Bull Durham. Kevin Costner did? <laughs> Bull Durham, the baseball movie. <laughs> Clearly I know about it. <laughs> Field of Dreams. Oh. The baseball movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And what's the Western he made? It's what? actually his most famous. I Kevin think, Costner? Yeah. I think it's his most famous Dances movie. Dancing with Wolves. Well, he, that's, I don't know if I'd call that a West, but he's. What? Is Dances with Wolves a Western? 100%. Or is it, is it a colonial movie. No, 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 no. Have you ever seen Dancing with Wolves? Yeah, I thought it was more of a colonial that movie. That is a Western if there was ever a Western. There's cowboys. They're not cowboys. They're United States cavalry, like soldiers. Yeah, that's a, but they're living out West in the prairies fighting with the Indians. Yeah, that doesn't seem as a, that's not. Uh, or should I say, Falling in love with the Indians. Hey, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> uh, but he, he, I think the big thing is he's a big role in that that Western show that's kind of really popular right now. I can't remember the name. Is I don't. I don't watch it. I don't know anyone else who watches it. But right. they, they're like, we they, have to come back to something else. But before we do, the, before we come back to that, yeah, I would contend that if he can do something on the scale of like Avatar. This could be like, and I know he's not going to, I know this is not going to be Avatar, but I'm saying like, if he can make a really good Western with a good distribution company, like I think Universal or Warner Brothers would be a great partner for, you know, a, a good Western like this. If he can get people excited about it, like 
I think this is this could be an interesting a new way of doing things. But you're right; they need to have an actual cliffhanger and like yeah. like actually some dude hanging from a cliff, <laughs> <laughs> and they should have him hanging there while the credits roll. Right? <laughs> like, ah, I'm slipping. Right? And the credits are like best gas. <laughs> like no totally animals, awesome. no animals were harmed. <laughs> the poor bastard's still hanging. <laughs> but. Podcast at PennCinema.com, depending... Tell us how you feel about Westerns. Do we have any Western fans? Yeah. I would think we like do. Like, real... Like, if a Western comes out, you're not going to miss it. Right. Now, I want to go back to something. Yeah. You're telling me you never saw Bull Durham? I don't... I've never heard of Bull Durham. You've never heard of one of the base, best baseball movies of all time. How does this surprise you how does this affect you <laughs> mr Sportsball? Uh, yeah i mean <laughs> all right clearly I, i'm rocked yeah yeah my core. i i would contend that bull durham is it's never going to end up on anybody's list of best movies but it is a quiet classic mm. it's a really good movie it stars a young tim robbins co-starring with kevin costner and susan sarandon before tim robbins married or whatever with susan sarandon Mm. This is a great movie. I Would highly recommend it. Would you say that it. its fan base uh, could get more people to know about it if they started maybe a quiet riot? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> this is a great movie. Okay. Yeah, it came out in the 80s, and it's kind of a baseball movie and kind of a comedy, but it's mostly, wait for it, a love story, David. <gasps> oh, so pretty. Yeah, no, it's it's Bull, Bull Durham. If you're not familiar with it, watch it. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. Yeah, and and I would say because I know we have some listeners that are younger. If you didn't see Dances with Wolves, this is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. You could watch you could watch Dances with Wolves, or if you've seen Avatar. <laughs> now you've seen Dances. Fun Wolves. fact. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Field of Dreams. <laughs> isn't that one of the most isn't yeah. that one of the most famous movies like of all time yeah I, I, I swear I, you would think I would have watched it but I don't think I did that's okay I've never consciously watched it as like an adult yeah I've taken the movie in I think on TV as a child but yeah, I don't never, think like, I don't think I ever saw it yeah and honestly it doesn't I don't have any interest like I don't care it's about baseball is it though getting over your dead father yeah something like that yeah alright Take us through this last one, because I certainly don't care. Oh, shit. We know that. Didn't you listen to the Penn Cinema podcast? No. Didn't we just... David. David. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize you were talking to me. <laughs> 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 I, thought, I thought you were talking to someone else. <laughs> well, that's that's why I was against hiring our David intern. Yeah. Because it's moments like this get so... Com- you thought I was talking to him. Yeah. He's you know? not even in the room. But I was like, <laughs> right. He's over there reading there. comics. Yeah. He doesn't know. David, hmm. a couple weeks ago, yeah. we established... That we were on board with Mad Max. You Fury, established. Fury. We established. <laughs> we were on board. I reluctantly got on board that train. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I renewed my interest thanks to a uh, well, that's right, listener's Rodan. note yeah, okay. from Frodo. And ever since reading that, I am on board for Furiosa, mm. which is sort of... I don't know if you would call it a sequel or whatever. It's a prequel. Prequel, it turns out. The plot was revealed. It's still a little bit clear as to Chris Hemsworth's role. 
And when we say a little bit unclear, we mean totally unclear. <laughs> but here's the here's the synopsis. So you got to remember, Fury Road featured Charlize Theron out in the wild, mm. right? Totally one-armed. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Yep. Was she one-armed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the world fell apart, young Furiosa is snatched from the green palace of many mothers. So we learn what her life was like before she was cast out into the world, into the dry desert, you know, post-apocalyptic landscape that we saw her in. I get that you're trying to make an analogy about how this is how you make theater. <laughs> I understand that. young Furiosa is snatched from the green palace of many mothers and falls into the hands of a great biker horde led by the warlord Dementus Mm. sweeping through the wasteland. That's the word I was looking for cast out into the wasteland sweeping through the wasteland. They come across the Citadel presided over by the Morton Joe while the two tyrants war, while the two tyrants War for dominance. Furiosa must survive many trials and I'm guessing tribulations as she puts together the means to find her way home. The interesting thing about this plot synopsis Mm. for anybody interested in this movie and the casting of this movie is a, she's trying to get home, which I think is a profound, it's always an interesting plot, you know, people trying to find their way home and B we're still waiting to find out if Chris Hemsworth is going to play the bad guy in Warlord Dementis, um, or the bad guy, I think they're both bad guys, or uh, Immortan Joe. Immortal Joe. Immortal Joe. Yeah. Immortan. Immortan. That's his new name. Yeah. Oh, good old Immortan. <laughs> they call him Immortan because he's not going to live forever. <laughs> if he was going to live forever, they'd call him Immortal. Yeah, clearly. Well, that's about all the news there is to print. All right, moving forward, it's trailers time. Finally. We had some trailers in here that last night at 3 a.m. when I was putting these notes together, I was not happy that I watched in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start out with one of them called Barbarian. Hmm. Uh, This this one, this, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to comment before you comment on the trailer. This one was almost my trailer of the week Mm. for how ridiculous the, like, credits are. Yeah. Like it says from a producer of it. Not all of them. Not the producers of it or not even the producer of it, but a producer of it, which hey. basically what that means is the rest of the producers were like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I don't, don't want to do this. Don't drag us into this. We had nothing to do with this movie. One guy was like, no, I got it. Yeah. The funny thing about this is it's one of two movie horror movies on our list here based around the idea of Airbnbs right. <laughs> like being a horror story. Right. Uh, so there's someone out there who's like, what if you got an Airbnb? Like we always do, you know how oh, we always God, do? Like we're always in the Airbnb. Right. But what if, what if things went wrong? What? And every time both of these movies, they involve them showing up to an Airbnb and they're already being someone staying there. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you show up to an Airbnb and there's already right. it's double booked, go somewhere else. Right, leave. Anywhere else. Right. Yeah. I could have told you that. Yeah. So Barbarian, young girl, shows up, Airbnb. There's a guy already in it. He's like, hey, stay the night. I'll give you the locked door. 
She wakes up somehow. Her door's open. Mm. She hears running. She finds an underground labyrinth where they're training people or creatures to be cannibals, mm. apparently. So, Boy, you always get stuff from the plot that I don't pick up on. I read the synopsis. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Because I read it before I looked at the trailer. Gotcha. And then you watch the trailer anyway? Uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning? due diligence for the podcast. Yeah. What won't you do? That's You are a... You are a professional. Yeah, consummate. The, the next trailer was almost my trailer of the week, and mm-hmm. I'll explain why in a minute. Um, and it's pretty close. But the, the movie is called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Mm. Comes out from Sony and stars Javier Bardem and Sean Mendez as the singing titular crocodile. Yeah. I saw this on the trailer list, mm-hmm. and you know what I thought to myself? What? I thought to myself. Did you spend the spell liar wrong? I thought to myself, didn't I used to have a kid's book when I was like four or five that was about Lyle the Crocodile? Mm. And then I thought to myself, I did. I did have a kid's book when I was little, like four or five about Lyle the Crocodile. Just a couple weeks ago. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, I loved that book. Mm. Like I, I remember re- liking them too. I yeah, remember yeah. like that was my jam. I was into that book. I haven't thought of that book in like 40 years. So it turns out this movie is in fact based on that book. That's crazy. Lyle the Singing Crocodile. Voiced right. by one Sean Mendez, who we know. With original songs. Yeah. And Sean knows how to sing. And it's from the team that brought us. Uh, Greatest Showman on Earth. Greatest Showman. Yeah. Uh, I think this is my trailer of the week. Okay. It's not the movie I want to see the most, though. But it was a great trailer. I'm excited yeah. for this movie. Well, it comes out in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, uh, it's the, it says coming later. Alligator. Yeah, later alligator. Yeah. It so. says, and actually, what it says is it comes out in a little while. That's it. It comes crocodile. out in a little while. Crocodile. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like to do? I like to say, see you later, crocodile. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> All right, next trailer we have is Alienoid Part 1. Which is the trail? This is the movie I want to see the most. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Um, and I won't, because it probably won't play. But it's a foreign film. Mandarin, I guess it's probably. And basically it's like, imagine Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons. Right? I had to read the synopsis. And they find a sword. And the sword trans- transports these... Like miss these great warriors to current time where aliens are invading. Mm. And so these Chinese warriors with like their wire foo are fighting aliens, CGI aliens attacking. Right. Which I mean what else do you want? Right. We got cowboys and aliens, it's right. time for right. time for Kung Fu aliens. Kung Fu aliens. Yeah. I don't know. This looked a little goofy to me. I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Um, The next trailer we have is called White Bird, A Wonder Story. comes out in October. Mm. This is apparently a series of books. I don't know which one because it says Wonder's main character is the boy. And he's apparently a bully but doesn't see himself as one. Mm. Then he goes to visit his grandmother, Helen Mirren, Mm -hmm. and she tells a story from World War II as a Nazi refugee and how kindness and love 
can save us. Kindness never gets, you never forget an act of kindness. Right. This movie looks really well made and it looks like it's going to be a good time. It's going to be what? A good time. Yeah. This was my trailer of the week. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a well-made trailer. Yeah. I thought this looked amazing. Um, I love movies that have essentially two plots going at the same time. You know, a, a current modern day plot between a storyteller and a character and a plot that's being told in that between those two characters. I love the princess bride. Exactly. Exactly. Or a never ending story. You up to speed on stranger things? Yeah, man. Did you finish? Nope. Girl. Last one we have here is gone in the night, which is our second Airbnb gone wrong. Movie <laughs> starring Winona Ryder and she and her boyfriend show up to an Airbnb and another couple is there and they're like, Hey, why don't we all stay here? And they wake up the next day, and her boyfriend and the other guy's girlfriend are gone in the night. And she's like, he left me, but I'm going to track down that girl and find out why. And then maybe the guy's, like, being tortured in a room or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't she know. teams up with the Airbnb owner, who <laughs> I will tell you, I would put $100 down right now that he is the bad guy. Right. <laughs> right. right. Absolutely. Of course he yeah. is. Yeah. Um. Two things about this trailer. Yeah. The movie's called Gone in the Night. It's from Vertical Entertainment. Um, two things about this movie. Winona Ryder. What are you doing with your life? Well, she's After Stranger Things, she's like the girl who goes, Huh? What? Mystery? Huh? What? No! Mystery? Huh? Yeah. What? And just runs around like gasping at everything. Yeah. That's what she does, like, and she does it well. Like, I, huh? I feel bad for her. She shouldn't be in this movie. Okay, second thing. I need your help, David. I'm here for you, buddy. I don't like to make myself vulnerable all the time. And I feel like we've reached a period of time here that we can, <laughs> we can hold hands and get through this together. <laughs> wanna, we really held hands there, by the way. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> it wasn't weird at all. No, no, it no, was awesome. No, no. Um, but I want to tell you, I don't understand this. You know how in a trailer, like they do excerpts from the press mm. and they like, it's supposed to promote the movie. This is a South by Southwest movie, right? No, it's a vertical entertainment movie. But I thought, but no, but it played at South by Southwest. Oh, it? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like, I think that it said during, during it was like South by Southwest, like winter. Okay. Well, whatever. Here's my problem. Here's my question. I have a question. Yeah. It's a simple question. Riddle you this. Riddle me this. The quote, and now this is from Mashable. Are you yeah. are you familiar with Mashable? Yeah. Yeah. And they put this they put this in the trailer. I was like, This is really this is the quote that's supposed to make you want to come see this movie. Yeah. All right. Here's the quote. Gen X. No, it says, look out, Gen X. First of all, who's Gen X? Am I a Gen X? I think I, I think you are. Yeah. So, but none of my friends, like we don't walk around identifying ourselves as Gen X. Does it say Gen X? I thought it said, no, no, it did say Gen X. It did. I, I paused it so that I could get it verbatim and see the source. All right. So here's what I'm, here's my question. I'm going to read you this quote and I want somebody it could be, maybe it's my friend, David Moulton. Yeah. Or maybe it's a listener. Somebody needs to explain this, what this freaking quote means. All right. The quote is, and this is supposed to make you want to see the movie, right? 
Okay. Quote, look out, Gen X. This one's coming for your necks. Yeah. Is that supposed to be cute? Like, because necks rhymes with X? No. It's like, is it like, for your heads. am I supposed to be threatened by this? It's like, it's intense. It's intense. But it's, but the way that it's phrased, it's like, hey, hey, olds. Yeah. Hey, you know, old dudes. You know you, how you, you like movies? This movie's like nothing you ever seen before. And it's so intense, it's going to take your head off. <sighs> but what it sounds like is, was it Princess Bride when the guy's like, going to do this? And like, what? No. Or was it, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to do this. Run your finger across your neck? Like, <laughs> why, why would I do that? Why would you do <laughs> yeah. that? I thought that was a goofy thing to say to promote a movie. Oh my gosh, it's so so goofy. All right. I thought it said Gen Z. Negative. It definitely says Gen X. 100%. Because I thought it said Gen Z, and I was like, really? They're calling out Gen Z? Well, why is that any different than calling out Gen X? And well, also, why is it my generation that they're coming for? Is Are you trying to say that like the millennials are going to watch this movie and be like not shocked? I'm it's, telling you. <laughs> it's not intense for them. It's I'm only intense for people who watched Michael Jackson on MTV. A guaranteed way to make Gen Z do something is to tell them that they should pay attention to it. Like that's like because they're Gen Z so young still. They've got that rebellious like oh, I'm not. Anything that's branded towards me is not really me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. Where as a Gen Xer and a millennial here, or a Zillennial, as I like to refer to myself, because mm. I fall in that very small subcategory. On that razor thin yeah, line. Of, uh, that's why you're so hard to read. It's true. It's true. I'm in Braille, buddy. <laughs> get with it. All right. Those are our trailers. I, I didn't really – my trailer of the week was White Bird, but now that we're sitting here talking, I feel like Lyle Lyle Crocodile could be my my real trailer of the week. Yeah. Of all of the movies, that's the one that looked like most of a joy to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Although I think White Bird is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So this movie we watched Elvis. Yes. I got a win is a race. This Baz Lerman Elvis movie. Uh, Baz Luhrmann, we remember him from uh, Moulin Rouge yeah. and The Great Gatsby. And? The Great Gatsby is one of my all-time favorite movies. Moulin Rouge is one of my all-time favorite movies. Well. But he also did Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, oh. which was I loved because mm. I was at the time going through a huge Shakespeare phase. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Haven't we all? I mean, yeah. uh, right? There's nothing weird about I don't that, know David. You know this. No, and I'm not like the other girls. <laughs> I, I had a Shakespeare phase that was realer than yours. Okay. I right. guarantee it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> my Shakespeare phase included like that one time when I saw that all the other kids in class had their Shakespeare books, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're reading Shakespeare." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I leaned over and was like, where'd you get that book? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a new author? <laughs> <laughs> My Shakespeare face <laughs> did not exist. Anyway, Baz Luhrmann has a very specific style. Like style. Yeah. It's flashy. It's bright. Gorgeous. It's always very pretty. And I would say his music Integration into his film is always incredibly poignant, mm -hmm. which I will come back to. Mm -hmm. What did you think of Baz Luhrmann's Elvis? Can I just, before we get to Elvis, can I tell a Baz Luhrmann story? <gasps> did you say hi to him and he snuff you? 
snubbed me. Yeah. Or snubbed. snuffed me. Well, either way. Either way. No, I never met him. Wow. But Amy and I and uh, Becky, and I don't believe, I think it was just the three of us. Becky with the good hair? <laughs> the three of us went to New York City to see the premiere in Lincoln Center of Great Gatsby. Oh. We watched The Great Gatsby in the same room as Leonardo DiCaprio, Sasha Baron Cohen. At the same time? At the same time. Wow. We were all together in that auditorium. Now, they were up with the VIPs, and we were back in the cheap seats, but still, it was super cool to, like, first of all, be at the premiere, and second of all, see these iconic, you know, legendary people right there watching the movie for the first time same as you just like a regular person yeah it was awesome yeah. it was it was one of the f funnest movie memories mm. that like if i ever wrote down like a one sheet of great memories that would be one of them wow yeah that's pretty intense yeah so, but what did you think of elvis okay so elvis i loved i mean spoiler alert best movie i ever ever saw ever made or ever saw best movie ever made ever made absolutely the best movie ever made yeah. um it 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 had the um, it. This is like a cliche to say, but it in this case it's totally true. It's a very long movie. Yeah. It did not feel long to me. There were one or two spots where I was like, "All right, what we get it," but I I wasn't checking my watch. I wasn't fidgeting. I wasn't like, you know, wanting it to hurry up and get to the conclusion. I was just thoroughly enjoying the cinematic masterpiece that he was throwing our way yeah it came at it from a whole different angle than what i thought it would go for how so because i had sort of the opposite thought well i mean it was from the perspective of the of his talent agent mm. his manager and how his manager's like i didn't take advantage of him even though it didn't paint a good came in good light at the same time so what david's referring to is the talent manager narrates the entire film yeah from beginning dying. from beginning to end yeah and he's remembering, and he's the people yeah. say, I I scandaled him, but right. I made him. I killed Elvis. Yeah. But it was me who... I'll give you that. That was... I didn't, I didn't know that that's how they were going to say it. But what the reason why I said I felt the opposite was because I was surprised, um, not that it was a bad thing, but I was just a little bit surprised that the, the plot was so straightforward. Oh, yeah. It was young Elvis... You know, and and his trials and tribulations as a kid, and then as a teenager, and then as a musician, and then he meets BB King, and you know, then he's. I really liked how much they focused on like how jazz and African American like music influenced yeah. him. I think a lot of if this movie made a different time period would have glossed over that. Yeah, you know. No, I th I I, th I thought that was so cool, and and uh, just like usual in a movie like this, I feel like I understand. I have a much better perspective on who Elvis is. Right. I watching this movie, I kept thinking, I want to know more about this thing. I want to know more about that. Like right. I wish that it was more in depth at so, times. So what you're saying, which I sort of agree with is they could have made it even longer and you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Or they could have. Yeah. I don't know if it needs like a documentary behind the scenes or just yeah. a, like a companion documentary thing that I can go and learn more about Elvis yeah. that yeah. I didn't yeah. know about. Um, or what? Because I definitely am like way more curious about his lifestyle and how less glamorous it it was in reality, and just you know how you know he didn't spend his money well, so he was always broke, uh, but he didn't realize that that kind of thing. Um, 
you're about that all the time with like rock stars and athletes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. 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 And I think they do point it out. He's like, towards the end, he's like, all these people around you, like they all pay themselves before they pay you. So like, I think that they, for people forget that all they're surrounded by people that they're paying, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of like these people just being, they're right. supporting them, right. but they're really supporting them. Yeah. Um, before they support themselves sometimes. But I'm going to say best movie, best movie ever, best movie I've ever seen. Um, but I do have a problem with it. Talk to me. My problem with this movie is I mentioned Baz Luhrmann's films have such poignant soundtracks. And I felt that the one place this music failed, this, this movie failed was the music. Which is an incredibly ironic thing to say. Yeah. And it's like they had like these songs, like they had a Doja Cat song that was like had had like mm. uh, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing but a hound dog. Mm -hmm. But they played it in the background while playing jazz music over top of it. I'm like, why am I hearing two songs at once? Like <clears throat> this like this Doja Cat song's good. The other jazz song also good. They don't play on top of each other well. And it was supposed to be like, this is the background music, but then he kept going into jazz clubs where there was music playing right. and stuff. What I was expecting was maybe a little bit more modernization. I, I thought he was going to like push the envelope a little bit. And it seemed like, because that, jo that Doja, Count, Doja Cat song was sort of not at the beginning, but it was a little bit earlier in the movie. Yeah. So you sort of felt like, oh, this is going to be cool. And, you know. Yeah. And it's like they didn't commit to that. They didn't stick with that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot of modern artists doing, like, renditions of his songs. He'd right. go to sing, and it would start off as him. And then as they showed him performing, we'd right. be hearing, like, right, right, this, right. like, you know, R&B version or, yeah. or like, yeah. like these new versions of, of Elvis's songs. But in the end, we either heard just flat-out normal Elvis songs, parts of Elvis songs. I, I, that's, I was disappointed in the music. Well, it's funny because um, I loved hearing the Elvis songs, but now that you mention that, like the soundtrack to Great Gatsby is amazing. Yeah. And forget Moulin Rouge. I mean, that's oh, one of the, the best charts. soundtracks ever. Yeah. You know, and so now that you mention it, like Austin Butler's performance as Elvis was amazing and oh, his cool. singing was amazing and it's all good. And I didn't, honestly, the point that you just made, I didn't notice that during the movie but now that you say that, I'm like, oh, that would have been so cool. Because I do remember that scene with the Doja Cat movie or yeah. sound uh, song. And I remember thinking like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Song. Yeah, yeah. Because it would have been great if he started singing Hound Dog and then like it just it, like moved into the, to totally, her singing. I totally Montage get what you're and, saying. But, yeah. But just the fact that they played songs over top of each other. I don't know what he was going for there. Just didn't. It just. But. That's not, it didn't ruin the movie. It was just that going into this movie, if you're like, what are you looking forward to? Right? The thing I would have said would have been the music. Interesting. So. Yeah. The performances that we did get were amazing. Um, I loved the fact that at the end, they sort of morphed into some footage of real Elvis. Yeah. And I also appreciated, I always love this with like a, a movie that's based on a true story. I always enjoy at the end when they have like a little paragraph on the screen about like what what really happened, yeah, you know, and I was incredibly happy to see that Colonel Tom Parker like died broke, you know, and basically homeless, walking around casinos. Right. Yeah. 
That's crazy. He was such a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's unfathomable. I mean, he definitely took advantage of his situations. But, like, it's almost, like, worse than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you can ask, like, would we have had Elvis without him? Absolutely we would have. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think Elvis could have been bigger. Well, he held him back from He held him back. And, and also, like, you know, Vegas a, a stuff. talent like that doesn't doesn't not happen right you know what i mean yeah but just i thought it was crazy just the way that he had it like so you're gonna leave me fine here i'll point out that you can't leave me because you're right. broke right like everyone you know will be destitute but i'm saying if if tom parker didn't exist yeah elvis still would have found bb king okay yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah and bb king did all right for himself yeah yeah well bb king well, in the movie, at least, told him he should have his own record label. Right. And he should have. Yeah. Yeah. And I th also thought it was interesting, that little fact at the end that they put on the screen about Elvis being the number one all-time recording artist. Yeah. And that'll never change because the world is different now. You know what I mean? People don't sell records, and there's so many. The music. When Elvis was hot, there was nobody else. There were, there were no other rock stars. Yeah. You know, I mean, eventually the Beatles came along and, you know, other, other people, rock and, roll, rock and roll did start to, you know, come up, but there will never be a time when there was one person right. at the top like that. So that was fascinating. Hmm. Well, I think we agree. Elvis is worth seeing. Best movie, Best ever, movie made. ever made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, you ready to move on to questions, answers, comments, suggestions, and so forth from our... <sighs> Listeners. This is a, we got a whole new dynamic happening this week. Yeah. This is, read this is better reader than I am. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. My friend's wicked smart. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting dynamic. What we have this week for the first time in the history of the show, mm. 178 episodes. We've never had this happen before. Yeah. We have a listener who wrote in to comment on another listener's opinion yeah so our listener goes a little something like this it's the final countdown the final countdown <laughs> it always reminds me of wayne's world <laughs> all right so i'm gonna just read this the way it came in and yeah. you know i think we're all grown-ups i think we can all Strap in. You know, we can all handle the truth. Yeah. Just like uh, what's-his-face in A Few Good Men. All right. This comes to us from our good friend, Top Ten Sarah. She says, <laughs> I love the introduction to this. This is just so good. So great. So good. All right. She writes in, I have a problem. You want to know my problem? Here's my problem. It's a pen-sized problem. <laughs> all right, Sarah, you should have, like, like, I mean... You could, That's a pretty big problem. You could have like you could have gone another three or four lines. <laughs> yeah, like restating you, you're that supposed, you had a problem. Right, you got to restate your problem. Yeah, like it's this is called yeah. comedy training. Right, 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 we'll right. help you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play, pull that thread a little further. <laughs> All right. So Sarah writes in and says, "I have a problem. You want to know my problem? Here's my problem. It's a pen-sized problem. Bear with me as this goes a bit off topic. My problem is about Frodo's description of the cat in Lightyear." Oh. oh, 
Shots fired. Shots fired. Her problem is not with David. No. And her problem is not with Penn. No. Now, before it's we- It's not even with Frodo. It's just her description of Right, 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 right. It's yeah, not yeah. at all with Frodo. Yeah. But I, I do want to like have a, like, a listener's warning here. Hmm. This is uh, Sarah opens up. Yeah. She's getting real. Because, you know, we're nothing if not weird. <laughs> weird? Yeah. Yeah. That's an understatement. Right. Yeah. So we try to keep it real on the show. Mm. And I appreciate the fact that she's keeping it real in her comments. If anything, if our show's about anything, it's emotions. Right. But all kidding aside. Yeah. This, did it touch you a little bit? Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. This oh, was sure, like, yeah. this was definitely like a beautiful thing. All right. So Sarah writes on. I, my problem is about Frodo's description of the cat in Lightyear. Yeah. I lo- this is in all caps. I love, love, loved socks. That was the little cat. Mm-hmm. And I think we had previously sort of blown it off. Yeah. But I think, I, I don't remember, but I think I said I liked the cat. I did too. I think, we, I we think both, Frodo said that it was very commercial. It was like a Disney yeah. companion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it could have been, I think Frodo's comment was it could have been much more. Mm. Probably what Sarah's commenting on as well. But anyway, so I love, love, loved socks, not just as a cat lover, but I think he did have more of a role than the trademark animal companion. He helped Buzz figure out the fuel problem. That was true. Mm -hmm. He was basically like the first mate and navigator when they were flying. The last thing is closest to my heart at this time in my life. And this is where things go a little off topic. You know, Sarah fits right in because <laughs> we go off topic all the time. <laughs> Name one time. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the abacus could like give us like a good chart. He pulls up. Right. <laughs> Hold on. It's calculating. <laughs> processing. Processing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So by all means, if you want to write in and go off topic, Please do. this is the place for you. Yeah. All right. So she, she given a shout out to all Sox's um, qualities and contributions mm-hmm. to the success of the mission. Then she goes on to say, Sarah does that. The last thing is closest to my heart at this time in my life. And this is where things go a little off topic. My mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's recently and in December was moved into a memory care facility. Before that, she was alone, but she had a cat named Daryl. That cat was her best friend. She told him everything and he was someone to be with her and always be there to come home to. As her disease progressed... My mom couldn't take care of him anymore. So everyone's favorite sister, (laughs) we know who that is. So everyone's favorite sister, which was appropriately capitalized. (laughs) Yeah. All titles. Right. The EFNS were all, you know, so mom couldn't take care of him anymore. So everyone's favorite sister took Daryl to live with her in Orlando. My mom was so lonely and sad when she moved to the memory care place, we searched for a stuffed cat or something like that so she would have a companion. We found a fake cat on Amazon that moved, meows, grooms himself, purrs, and rolls over for belly rubs. He is light and motion sensitive. When Buzz opened the box, it reminded me exactly the way my mom's cat came out of the box. His name is Figaro, by the way, or Figaro. Uh, his name is Figaro, by the way. Figaro has been a godsend to my mother, just like Socks was to Buzz. They didn't directly show how Socks helped Buzz psychologically deal with being alone, but I could see the subtle ways Buzz needed Socks. 
I'm going to go off topic and remind everyone that great scene where security tried to come and take socks. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, it's time to deprogram him and take socks. And Lightyear was not having it. Right. And isn't that when he jumped out the window? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. So yeah. I totally agree with what Sarah's saying here. Like, there was a big, I never thought about it until I read this email, but there was a major psychological connection, emotional connection right. between uh, Buzz and Socks. They didn't directly show how Socks helped Buzz psychologically deal with being alone, but I could see the subtle ways Buzz needed Socks. Today, when anyone calls my mom, we can hear Figaro in the background meowing. I love that. She talks about him and to him constantly. Figaro is my mom's therapist. And now Daryl lives the cushy life in Orlando where he catches lizards on the Lene while laying in the sun. Perfect. Assuming with everyone's favorite sister. Obviously. Yeah. That was awesome. Sarah, yeah. first of all, excellent points about the movie yeah. and about Socks, the great character there. But also thanks for sharing that really cool story. And last week I put a call out. I said, send me pictures of your dogs Oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And Tauten Sarah was the only one to fulfill that need. Right. My need <laughs> for cat and dog photos. Are you on Snapchat? No. Okay. No. I Snapchat pictures of my dog all the time. <laughs> the cool kids are on Snapchat. I know, apparently. I, I think. Someone tried to send me a, a, an Instagram video yesterday, and I was like, I don't have the app installed. And they were like, well, then you miss out on whatever I wanted to show you. Fun fact. Yeah. Kayla and I, little Kaylo, tomorrow. Who's no longer three, by the way. Right. Turns out. Yeah. Right. We did some research, and it turned out she's not three. It, what shocked me right. when we, I heard. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, what? Oh, hold on. We were all taken aback. Yeah. You know, because we thought she was like just this little kid. Yeah. It turns out she's like completed her sophomore year of college. Jeez. And is currently sunning herself while she catches lizards on the Lene laying <laughs> in, in the sun in yeah. Orlando. Yeah. But she is literally out in the world, loose. That's crazy. Totally unsupervised. She have all her shots? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Put her out there? I have no idea. She's not going to bite anyone, is she? Um, anyway, tomorrow, yeah. Kayla and I will have a 2,000-day streak on Snapchat. What's up? 2,000 day streak of snap, snapping yeah. or chatting? Yeah. Wow. Snapping and chatting, chatting and snapping, 2,000 days. Well, you know who came into the theater here snapping and chatting and, <laughs> and rocking their way in? Love this guy. With their, with their wife, that's Trailer Master Jason and Mrs. Trailer Master Jason. Oh, Mrs. Yeah. Uh, they were, uh, they took, they sent us a photo of them in front of the yeah, Elvis yeah. poster yeah. and everything. Went to see Elvis on Friday night. I didn't look up much about the film beforehand, so I was shocked <laughs> to see it was two hours and 39 minutes while we were out for dinner. I didn't mind the length, but definitely think that it can be easy criticism for the movie. But overall, we really enjoyed the movie and thought Austin Butler did an incredible job with what feels like would be an impossible task of portraying Elvis throughout his whole life. Now, he goes on to say... Mm. But I thought this would be a great time to introduce you to one of the games that my friend and I play on the Disney slash Marvel movie podcast we host. We call it Color Brain. Whoa, 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 Period. Period. Full stop. Full stop. And we now, are the only one. And now we hear talk yeah. of some other 
podcast. A Disney slash Marvel podcast. A Disney slash Marvel podcast. Yeah. Which, if you ask some people, is the only thing that I watch. Is it? Well, they remember. Remember yeah. a certain coach yeah. was like, oh, I didn't think you watched anything other Whoa, than Marvel movies. Yeah, what are you doing at Downton Abbey what are you screening? Doing Downton Abbey. Just because you, you to watch this? Just because you named all your cats after <laughs> Downton Abbey characters. <laughs> yeah, come on. I didn't think you had anything else to you other than Marvel. I thought your cat would be named Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Figaro is the cat from, is that the cat from Pinocchio? I think so. Yeah. Anyway. What, I really butchered that. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. How do you not have a record deal? I it's thought it was Figaro. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. So anyway, um, we need to know more about this uh, Disney Marvel movie podcast. Which you don't think he, he did not leave the name. He does not. He does not. He was just like, guess what? Yeah. Oh, by the way, let me I'm tell you this. super famous in my other Better like, Than You podcast. He's like, this commentary about Elvis. Yeah. And then this commentary about Color Brain. Right. And then in the middle, he tries to slip in a little nugget. Yeah. He's like, like yes. we're not going to notice. Right. He acts like we don't read our emails. I mean, to be clear, I haven't even read this one. Right. Why, why, <laughs> why would you? Why would I? Right. Right. <laughs> what? You don't have he's, better things to do with your got, time? He's got something to say? Who asked you to write us? I know. Right. Seriously. What makes you think <laughs> we're remotely interested? Who, who gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, they call this game Color By Brain. the way, podcast at pencinema.com. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Please write us. <laughs> it's based off the Disney Color Brain board game which asks you to identify colors of different movie characters and test how well you pay attention. So, <laughs> so I, I fail. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis was in the movie? <laughs> Wait, what? what? All right, there's three here. Okay, you're going to quiz me. I did. Okay. I'll try and answer two because I don't know. Okay. What was the main color of the shirt that Elvis was wearing while first singing Baby Let's Play House at the Hayride? Bonus points if you can remember the two colors. Shirt or jacket? Because I feel the jacket was tan and black. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the hayride. It's, de it's definitely he. It's definitely his his jacket when he says shirt. Because I was right in my mind, and then I and then I second guessed, and then I I said the other thing, but I would have been right if I would have said this. Tan. Yeah. What? Pink and black. Ah. What was the color of the shirt Elvis was wearing while singing Trouble at the baseball field? Note, this is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, this that was an incredible scene. Yeah. It's black. It's all I black. I was going to say, wasn't that when he was wearing his black leather suit? Yeah. Black. Okay, so we got that one. And that, you're right, Jason. That was an incredible scene. That was an incredible, like... That was a masterpiece. Like yeah. the way they put that, cut that scene together, brilliant. What was the color of the shirt Elvis wore in the scene when he started writing, creating shake, rattle, and roll with his full band and singers while on stage at the International Hotel? I'm going to say it's like a turquoise. Wasn't uh, it? I don't remember uh, that one. No, it was white. It was white. All right. It's red. Well, that's what you said. Yeah. I said... Of all the colors, it's definitely it's definitely red. The reddish white color. Right. When you said white, we all assumed you meant red. Red. Right. Yeah. What? It's like that lady who on the side of the road. I have a gray car. Was like, is that car green? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
sucks. <laughs> that was one of the all-time best. That was so funny. Yeah. So thanks, Trailer Master Jason, for sending that in and for consistently posting the trailers of the week mm. over on Facebook for mm-hmm. us. Now, what are you doing? What are you up to? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? What's what's the wonderful world of Penn Ketchum like outside oh, of the theater? Oh, God. <laughs> Those are two different questions. What am I doing? What am I watching? What am I reading? Or what's the world of Penn Ketchum like outside of the theater? Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, you know. Well, first of all, let's just say this about that. Oh. It's rated R for language. Oh, <laughs> hey. What am I watching? I am really into Peaky Blinders. I know there's new episodes out. So I started back and started rewatching Peaky oh. Blinders. And I'm loving it because the last time I watched it, I, I've gotten back to where I sort of fell off mm. and didn't keep watching it. So that's such a good show. I need to get into it. I only watched a couple episodes. I think I was at a point where I was like, when I was watching it, I was too tired to deal mm. with the accents. Yeah. Like, which are, I'm going to assume fairly authentic, but Thick. I'm not used to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. then I've also, I think I talked about this uh, the other week, but I've also still been really enjoying The Flight Attendant. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that, so it's good? It's really good. And I think I told you this before. It, it, I started it and then, like, wasn't into it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is lame and weird. It's like a live stream of her serving... People on the plane, right? <laughs> what? Welcoming the guests, and then <laughs> bye bye. And then she's like, "Can I get you a pillow?" It's like a camera that falls around, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's you got it. It's live action. You got it. Hey, by the way, let's let's have a little trivia. Oh, speaking of Elvis, I meant to mention this during the Elvis movie. When when you introduced the topic of Elvis, I immediately said, "What? Do you remember?" Uh, you said, "Shake, rattle, and roll." No, I said, "You gotta win this race." That's true. And then in my mind, I went like this, lemonade, that cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> Does anybody know what you that's know that from? Commercial? Does anybody know what that's from? I Somebody's got to know. Somebody. You, you don't. I don't. You don't. Cause I you're, definitely don't. You're too young. I'm just a spring chicken. He's just a kid. You're like three. Yeah. You and I, Kayla. Me and Kayla. <laughs> yeah. Same age. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Podcast at PennCinema.com. If you know why... Those lines popped into my head every time somebody says the word Elvis. Mm. Okay. So flight attendant and Peaky Blinders, what are you up to? Oh, my God. Because you're always way more interesting than what I'm into. Clearly, obviously. I don't want to. Being the renaissance man that you are. It's kind of a big deal. You read and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, uh, Miss Marvel continues on. Obi-Wan had a fantastic uh, finale. Uh, that I think everyone's agreement was pretty awesome. Uh, but the big news this week is season four of the Umbrella Academy came out. Mm. And by goodness, did I consume that completely wow. since, the, since Wednesday. Hence the 3 a.m. note taking. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Trailer watching. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that was the reason I was up. <laughs> but I'm also saying it. Definitely did not not contribute to help. the reason I was so <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it it's fantastic. The acting in it is so good. The story is compelling. My only downside is I guess they haven't announced the season four yet, but typical of Umbrella Academy, the last episode always ends on such a cliffhanger that you just want more. Yeah. And uh like when you say cliffhanger, you mean somebody like hanging off a cliff? Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. That's what I always thought a cliffhanger should be. And it's always the weird thing is, right? Like 
you don't even know who the person is on the side of the cliff. Everyone was just like, who's that? You saw a guy hanging on the edge of the cliff. And yeah. Like, Went to credits. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was still hanging there. Yeah. Yeah. Freeze frame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but the Umbrella Academy, if you haven't watched it, definitely get, definitely do. Uh, it's weird, but like if you can get into how weird it is, yeah. it just like, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. What are we watching next week? Uh, Mr. Malcolm's List. That's my vote. Okay. Is that your do vote? It. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board. Cool. We are opening Mr. Malcolm's List in Lit It's Only. Really? And there are some among us. I'm not going to name names. Because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But there are some among us who think it was a mistake to book Mr. Malcolm's List. Isn't it? I thought it was going to streaming. Nope. No. It has a theatrical window. Okay. And the reason why I booked it is because... Downton Abbey is still playing strong and will hold over the 4th of July, but the Downton Abbey audience needs something to see. I think this looks good. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. And I think it's what you call, what we call in the business, counter-programming. Ooh. Yeah. So it's it's not Minions. It's not Top Gun. It's for the people who want like a nice, quaint, quiet, funny, moving love story drama. Yeah. Interesting. So Mr. Malcolm's List, I'm excited to see it. It's going to play in theater one. I don't expect it to be like a top movie. Your friends aren't going to be talking about it this weekend, you know, Yeah. but it's here Yeah. and it looks really good. So, so we'll watch it and we'll tell you, you should watch it too. And then we can all talk about how we liked it. Yeah. But if you want to tell us about how you yeah. liked it, best way to do that is to email <laughs> us podcast at pensinema.com. Who invited you? <laughs> How dare you? Right. By the way, send us an email, podcast at right. uh, If you want to be a part of the conversation over yep. on Facebook, you can find people over there chit-chatting away. <laughs> uh, but look, if you want to support the show. Now, those people chit-chatting away. Yeah. That doesn't mean you. Not me. No, I mean the the, the listener. Like, yeah. like we're not inviting you to chit-chat away. We're saying you can come and watch them. Watch them talk. Right, yeah. right, right. But don't you no. dare. Whoa, 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 dare. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bucko. Come on now. <laughs> you think anyone can just post on Facebook? <laughs> what are you going to do? Leave a just comment? Send us an email? Yeah. Come on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but if you want to support yeah. the show, yeah. what's the number one way someone could go about doing that? Well, we got a big weekend ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're probably going to be at a barbecue or a cookout of some sort, maybe a, a, some sort of festivity. Ooh. And you're probably going to be told to bring a dish. <gasps> Or you might offer. Maybe you're a classy type of person who doesn't get told you offer. What can you, I bring? You know, here's the thing. Yeah. People always like bring a dish. No one ever appreciates when I can't just show up with my china. <laughs> right. With nothing in it. Yeah. Just, uh, you told me <laughs> bring, bring a, dish. a dish. I brought a dish. I when, brought my own dish. <laughs> when do we eat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what people love? What? People love a fruit salad. Mm. But you know what they love better than a fruit salad? What's that? Like a fruit salad with little bits of paper in it. <laughs> and you know what's written on the paper <laughs> little strips like fortune cookie style they're gonna fall apart yeah no 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 they're not because oh. you're gonna put them in you're gonna mix it in you serve it right away oh, right away <laughs> little like fortune cookie slips of paper that say listen to the Pennsylvania podcast and then you make your you, you keep those separate yeah and you put them like like 20 of them 25 of them and you put them in an envelope then you make your fruit cup in the big bowl or it, it would work too if you were making like a tiramisu 
or like one of those layer, like uh, what do they call it? Where it's like layers. Lasagna? Yeah, like lasagna. <laughs> anything with layers. Yeah. The, the, anything that you scoop out. Or like you could put on like a hamburger or if you like me, you have an impossible burger, you can have an impossible burger. Yeah. And then what you do is, so let's just stick with the fruit cup. You have the big bowl of fruit and then you take your slips and you mix it in, but you wait until you're at the person's house. Because otherwise, like you say, it would get soggy and get ruined. <laughs> I still think it's going to get soggy and ruined. But I'm with you. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I'm so that's, that's the best thing you could. That's the one thing we need is some fruit cup fortune cookies. <laughs> some fruit. fruit cup fortune cookies. Right. New Pence in the Podcast branding. Come to the concession, ask for your fruit cup right, fortune cookie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, and if you don't, if you're not making fruit cup, as David suggested, you can slip those pieces of paper into pretty much anything. And it'll be a hit. I'm telling you now, it'll be a hit. My pal Naomi made some fruit salad this Ooh, week. Ooh, love her. At work, right? She's mm. one of the best, eh? Mm. She brought in a fruit salad with mango. Ooh. Who, Ooh. Puts fruit, who puts mango in the fruit salad? And let me tell you, everyone should. I tell you, you want to know who puts mango in their fruit salad? Who's that? The best fruit salad makers. <gasps> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's high end. That's I never thought of that, but that's freaking brilliant. Like mango and, and watermelon. Oh, you know what? It, blueberry. You know what could made that fruit salad even a little bit better? Like if I was like, is this paper I'm chewing on? <laughs> if I had a little bit. Had like a little bit. I'm dying. Uh, I did so. Oh much. I, I mind yeah. that. that is, uh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Look, but if you yeah. if you're not making any fruit salad this right. weekend. Just you tell can, a friend. You just tell your friends. You go to the cookout. Like, let's say you forget to bring a dish. Yeah. You could just tell your friends. <laughs> you have to eat out of your hands. Right. <laughs> so you're standing there eating your fruit cup out of your hands. Right. Because you didn't bring a dish. Yeah. Somebody else brought a fruit cup, but yeah. there, there you are like an Hi, idiot. Uh, have you ever a <laughs> Standing there like an idiot with no dish. Yeah. And your hands full of fruit cup. Yeah. And there's no paper in the fruit cup. So yeah. you're kind of like, why am I bothering? Right. So while you're deciding whether or not you're going to actually eat this paperless fruit cup. Yeah. You just tell your friend. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me. Right. Have you listened to the Pencil Podcast? By the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, for the Pencil Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.